Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. On Life's Essentials with Prem Rawat today, Northern Ireland comic Ryan McDonnell interviews Prem in Belfast about feelings of separation, belongings, bombs and improving the world. All right, Prem, welcome back to Belfast again. Oh, thank you. I didn't leave. I'm still here. (laughs) So this this is not your first time here. You've uh, you've even got the lingo down. You were doing the accent and everything earlier. Oh uh, no, that's from St Joseph's Academy. <laughs> <laughs> we get everywhere, everywhere. Uh, so what's your what's your favorite thing about Belfast? Oh, it's a great place. I mean, you know, so much has happened here. Well, one, it's really lovely coming in here and seeing all those beautiful rolling hills and the ocean and everything. But. Um, so much tension has happened here and so much division and yet the human spirit and the fact that a lit candle can light an unlit candle still stands. Yes, it does. So, start things off then. Uh, we had a lot of questions in, but mm-hmm. one that we were really uh, particularly endeared by uh, backstage was, why do you do this? What is it that you get out of this? What do I get out of it? Uh, well, it's not a something that you get out of this, is why does somebody from that feeling of, I can help somebody, you know, we don't, we don't look at those things. Those are human things. I can help somebody, and if I can help somebody, let me help somebody. One of the things, and I've been saying this at some of these events that I've been doing, is that a lot of people talk about destiny, and destiny is sometimes very much related to very spiritual connotation, you know, somebody wrote it for you. But that's not what destiny is. Destiny really is you finding your gift. Every, every human being, I don't care who you are, every human being has a gift. Every human being. And if you find that gift, see, then again, that's why it's important to know yourself. But if you find that gift and pursue that gift to no end, I mean, that's it. You just go for it, all of it. Then that becomes destiny. And that's what destiny is to me. It's not some, some spiritual thing somebody wrote on a piece of paper and said, 
this is what you're going to be doing. But to me, I think my gift is that I can help people. I can, uh, I was in uh, one of the prisons, didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> went, to, went to visit the uh, inmates and this uh, very sweet warden lady was there and she looked at me and she said, you make things simple. And I was very touched by that, I remember. Even today, it was a couple of years ago that that happened, maybe three years ago, two years ago. But I can make something simple. Something that's very complicated, I can make it very simple. And when people hear it in a simple way, because there are people who will make it even more complicated. Oh, why, why am I suffering? Well, in your last lifetime, uh, you stole a piece of bread from a dog and that, you know, has set the chain of events in motion. It's like, really? I mean, I mean, like, really? Somebody said to me one time, Oh, you were an emperor in your last lifetime. Is that like flattery? Like, really? <laughs> but unfortunately, my flattery only lasted like five minutes, and then I started figuring out, well, what good does that do me? You know, it's not like I can go to Bank of America or go to one of these banks and say, well, give me money, I'm an emperor after all, you know. And you want collateral? It's in China. <laughs> I mean, go get it. But uh, it, it, it's just silly, you know. And we believe these things and we're like, oh, wow, I was an emperor. It's pointless, you know, it's pointless. And so in the same way, we look at, we, we, don't, we don't look at our life as it is, that everybody has a gift, not the same gift as me. You may be really good at, Singing, you may be really good at painting, you may be really good at cooking something, you may be really good at taking care of, of, of somebody in your family, you may be an incredible mother, you may be, you know, just the person with the cows who has the touch and they see and they give milk, they see you and they give milk. I mean, whatever your gift is, you know, whatever your gift is, find it. And, you know, or a comedian. You can make people laugh. That's amazing. You can make people laugh. That's absolutely amazing because there's people who can make people cry. You know? I've done that before as well. Yeah, Don't worry yeah. About that. and some of them are in very high places. <laughs> so, um, so they definitely found their gift, which is to make the world a miserable place and then and, and take perfectly happy people and make them miserable. But, I mean, of course, I'm not a politician, so I can't get into that too much. But, you know, there's, if, you can, if, you have the, if you have the gift to make people laugh, wonderful. Do it. Do it. You know, not like, oh, I, I don't know, you know, this and that. But find your gift and get on with it. It is. It's definitely a gift that you and have. So, so, you know, I feel I have a gift and I, I discovered it long time ago. That's why I've been able to do it for uh, 50 years. If I didn't have the gift, I'd be out. Especially when I go and talk to people, I'm not referring from a, you know, a book saying, well, look, 
believe me because it comes from this book. No. I'm talking from my heart. I think you have a heart. Every human being has a heart. And if human beings cannot communicate something coming from a real place inside of one human being addressing a real place inside another human being, then what is communication all about? It's pointless. You know, then, then, then the communications that the two squirrels have got going is like, do you remember where you put the nuts? <laughs> it's, uh, it's more meaningful than anything else, you know, but uh, I, think, I think that's, that's what it is. And well, you, you look at this gift that you had, and, and you have had an extraordinary life. You've, you've traveled all around the world sharing this message with people, right? And, and during that time, you'll have changed as a person. Things will have happened in your life also. If you could go back to 18-year-old Prem and sit and have a cup of coffee with him, what advice would you give him? What advice would you give him? Don't drink so much coffee. <laughs> 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 There's plenty of excitement coming. <laughs> um, no, it, it, see, if I could go back 18, when I, and meet 18-year-old Prem and give that Prem an advice and cause that Prem to change in any way, then that Prem wouldn't be this Prem. Um, this Prem sitting here on this sofa next to you, next to this wonderful warm audience in Ireland is because, um, because of all the things that have happened. It, you know, when, when the truck hits you broadside of, of, of sorrow, of anger, of pain, you don't know it's coming. It never honks its horn. It just hits you and then goes, Ah, that was me, you know, it's like, oh yeah, enlightenment, yeah, that was, I just got hit by a truck. But then you learn, you grow. Uh, we should not, we should, we should not be afraid of changes. We should not be afraid of learning. And even if we learn from our mistake that I shouldn't have planted that seed, <laughs> you know, well, more power to you, that's wisdom. You know, wisdom isn't uh, a jackhammer coming and hitting you over the head or a sledgehammer hitting you over the head. It's, it's, it's all these little things that you learn in, in, in life that, that, that actually gets you to navigate even better and better and better. That's your strength. You know, the strength... If you were to take the strength of a 30-year-old man and give it to a baby, who hasn't learned how to walk, wouldn't do him any good, you know. He can't do anything much with it. I mean, all he has to do is lift his hand, thumb and put it in the mouth, tops. The baby can do that, no problem. But it's when the, the baby has learned to walk and then that strength will come. You know, we're, we're not a fluke. We look at our pain, we look at our sorrow, we look at our problems and we think we're a fluke on the face of this earth. We'll, we start looking at our destiny, we start looking, oh my God, nothing will ever come of me, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm just a, and then, and then there's plenty of people to tell you, you're just a nobody. And you believe it. How convenient. Somebody tells you you're a nobody, and you go, yeah, I'm a nobody, I'm a nobody, I'm a nobody, I'm a nothing, I'm insignificant. Insignificant. But you realize that at the moment 
creation began, your possibility was included in that. You, exactly how you are. So this is a movie that's in a long time making. Put on some makeup and act right, you know. Um, because this is your, this is your movie. This is your movie. We're going to try going a wee bit deeper here. So it's around the feeling of separation. Separation being the opposite of belonging. Okay, And this, this starts from birth. And we carry it with us throughout our whole life. But is it possible to get back to having the feeling of belonging with us at all times in this life? Well, if you do belong, then you should have the feeling of belonging. Why not? You know, I still have hair. <laughs> and when I go like this, what should I feel? Thank you. I should feel the hair. Now, one day, the way things are going, uh, <laughs> it's not going to be there. And I'm going to touch, but by then I'll be used to it not being there. And I go like this and I feel hair, I'm going to jump. I mean, it's going to be, like, oh, whoa, what is this? I mean, I was in a bathroom in South Africa. It was in the morning. And I won't particularly tell you what I was sitting on, but you can use your imagination. And all of a sudden, I felt a thud on my shoulder. A thud. It wasn't a huge thud, but it was a significant thud. And when I looked at what it was, it was a spider about that big that had fallen from the ceiling. And I don't know who got out of that faster, me or the spider, but um, all I can say is we were close in speed. And I did not see that spider till quite a while later when I saw him go under, you know, behind the window shade. Um, but I'm sure he was just as panic-stricken as I was. Like, whoa, what did I do? And, uh, but... It's there. I felt it. Because it was there. Why should I not feel what is there? So if I belong, I should have that feeling of belonging. And I do belong. So if I don't have the feeling of belonging, something is amiss. One eye is closed or both eyes are closed. Or the light is turned off. Turn on the light. And like I said, that's what enlightenment is. Enlightenment isn't to have a, you know, completely obstacle-free highway. But it is to be able to see where the obstacles are. So you can navigate around them. It's a simple, of course you should feel. But if you're not, 
and something else has come in the way. And it isn't that you should start doubting whether you belong or not, but you immediately start going, See, you don't feel good. That's all you know you don't feel good. So you go to the doctor. And the doctor, if the doctor goes, oh yeah, you don't feel good. You're right. But what kind of a bloody conversation is that? <laughs> I come to the doctor, I want, I, want, I want you to tell me what's wrong with me. And then get rid of what's wrong with me so I can get on with the business of feeling well. The doctor doesn't say, yeah, you're missing a little wellness. <laughs> you know, let me find a patient out there who's got too much wellness and will give you a transfusion <laughs> of wellness. No, wellness does not have, the wellness, the health, what you call it, doesn't have to be brought in. If the disease is taken out, guess what you are? You're healthy. That's what has to be removed. So we, we, and we definitely get caught in this, oh yeah, yeah, we have to bring in the help. The doctors will be out of a job because they've only been taught to remove the illness. <laughs> and then the person will be healthy. That's, that's just how it is. My name is Pete Ellison. This is Dave Cribb. Hello, and we do a podcast called Friends with Friends, as you might have guessed from the music that's playing underneath, uh, which is a sort of lo-fi rendition of the Friends theme tune for rights reasons. We get a different guest on every week on our podcast to talk about their favourite episode of Friends. And we look through it in excruciating detail. We pick through levels of plot like no one has ever done before. So if you like Friends or just listening to people talking, which are both valid activities, do look us up on the old podcast apps and that friends with friends and we're on twitter at friends wf planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This message that you spread, 
you must notice that what you do, it, it's almost against the grain, generally speaking. Like we live in, in a world that almost sees kindness and compassion as a negative, as something that stops you from progressing in life. And how, how do you promote peace and happiness without people dismissing your efforts? Well, if I, if I was not going across the grain, then it would be pointless. Otherwise, we, if everything was perfect, everybody would be happy. And I would be sipping some pina colada someplace warm. <laughs> I mean, do you know how many times I have said I shouldn't be doing this? This is a sad state of affairs. Truly is when a four-year-old has to get on a stage and start talking that what you're looking for is inside of you. A four-year-old. And the nine-year-old lands the responsibility of taking this message out. It is a sad state of affairs that we don't even have the respect for peace. It is a sad state of affairs. You know, how many laws do you think we have? If you were to take all the laws, all the laws of planet Earth, how many do you think they would be? And if you were to take all the laws, there is nobody that hasn't broken one. Do you know there was even a law in the United States, you cannot whistle in, in the bathtub? <laughs> Especially if you were underwater. I don't know if you whistle underwater, but you've broken the law. <laughs> the common sense would dictate you only need one law. Only one. Don't harm anyone. And that includes you. But that's not what we have. Don't turn left. Don't turn right. Stop. And then you can go. And have you ever stopped at a stoplight where there's nobody coming? <laughs> and it reminds me, again, you know, the wheel is turning, but the hamster is dead. <laughs> That's the society we live in, right or wrong. That's where we live in. We have left humanity so far behind that the concept of harming no one seems too simplistic. But that's all that needs to be. If I steal something from somebody, I am harming them. If they steal something from me, they're harming me. If I can give food to somebody who is hungry, why shouldn't I? But what do we do instead? Gorge ourselves 
gorge ourselves, eat way beyond what we need, get sick, and make doctors rich. <laughs> you work all your life, frantically working, 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 so you can earn money, you earn the money, and who do you give it to? The hospitals. So they can take care of you. This is where we live. This is how we live. So, should it be that anybody, anybody should be going around? I mean, come on. You see a squirrel telling other squirrel agenda for the day. Seeds. Do you see any polar bears out there? Time for hibernation. Do you see any salmons out there? Go home. No. So you mean those basic things that salmon have, the polar bear has, we don't have? The basics? But that's exactly what has happened. We have stopped being human. So what's the problem? What's the big deal, you say, if we have stopped being human? I mean, after all, we have evolved. How long would you like the list to be of what the problems are? How long would you like that list to be? You live in a society where if a man comes to you, a person comes to your house and steals your money, you don't like it. The government does exactly the same thing under legal pretenses, and you can say nothing. At least the other one, you can call the police. Who do you call when the government steals from you? And, they, and then people say, well, yeah, but we need, we need the money to be spent on these things that the social structure will back. Exactly. We don't spend the money to take care of the teachers who create our future generations. They get nothing. The people who defend us get nothing. And people who do absolutely nothing get everything. <laughs> to me, it's a simple question. And this is, people start arguing with me, but, 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 but. I said, look, okay, all right, let's have a report card. Make a report card. Make a report card. Do you believe in report cards? Your son arrives one day, hands you a report card, he's flunked. F. Gone. He's flunked. 
one year. Flunk second year. So first year you take notice. I mean, it's like, oh, you know, give them a pep talk, study hard. Second year, yikes, this is not good. He flunks again, third year. Fourth year. Fifth year. Are you just going to sit there and watch this and keep sending him to the same school? And the kid goes, but dad, I will pass this year. And he's been in the same class for 16 years. And he says, but dad, I'm going to pass this year. I'm telling you. And you go, that's my son. <laughs> Brilliant, right? Brilliant. It's time to make a change. And the change is a long overdue, and in this change, you do not abdicate your responsibility. And you don't start pointing to the government and saying, they will take care of the problems. They can't. And one example that I give is, say you make candy bar. Your family makes candy bar. Your whole family is in a business of making candy bar. You make really good candy bar. And so you sell the candy bar. And of course you want the whole world to eat the candy bar. Because you love the candy bar. You got t-shirt with the candy bar. And wherever you go, you try to give, you know, taste this and this and that. You want the world to know. You want the world to buy the candy bar. Right? Because more, you know more candy bars you sell, the more money you will make, right? Right? Now, does that make sense about the candy bar, your family? You... What if you're in the business of making bombs? I mean, what else can you do with bombs? They're not like multifunctional devices. They're not like, don't worry, we'll make this bomb. And if there's no wars and your toilet is plugged, you can use this. <laughs> I don't know why I came up with that. This is just really... <laughs> this is not rehearsed, believe me, it's not. But it's like, there is no multifunction purpose. It's not like, you know, you know what, Jack, if people don't buy this, we can sell them as flower vases. <laughs> no, there's only one thing they will do. They'll blow up sooner or later. And, they, you know, every time they go dredge somewhere in the ocean, they have to be very careful because the World War II bombs are still lying there and they blow up. That's the nature of the bomb. So what if you make the bomb? Don't you want wars to happen? So people will use your product. One is innocent when it's called candy bar. Only the dentists are happy with you. <laughs> and the other one is what it is. That's why what I say is across, across the grain. 
But we have lost all sense of common sense. And what I'm talking about is common sense. Hey, you know, so you see somebody hanging around your car. And you, see, you ask him, what are you doing? And he says, I'm taking care of your car. And the next thing you know, your hubcaps are missing. <laughs> are you going to start employing him to take care of your car even more? It's like, hey, you know what, buddy? You're so good at it. Come home. <laughs> and give him a key to your house. But that's what's happening. This isn't working. Once 16 million, 16.5 million people get displaced, this is humanity. But what we've created this system. We've created this system. We have to come up with alternatives, not because we are stupid, but because we have the wisdom. We are smart enough, we have a brain, we can put a man on the moon, we can definitely figure these problems out. We can figure out how not to have 16.5 million people be displaced. Especially pineapples didn't do it, and the tomatoes didn't do it. And you know the human beings did it. People lost their fortune every time these economic crashes happen. And then the people who are behind them are sitting in positions you wouldn't believe. They've been promoted. I won't say any names. I mean, it was the same thing. There was actually a <laughs> journalist who lied. I'm, I'm no names. He lied. On national television, he lied. You know what he got? He got a vacation and a promotion. <laughs> this is the value of truth. So, yeah, what I say is against the grain. But somebody has to say it. And, and, and of course, of, of course I have my critics. Of course I have my critics. Oh, I use them. It's nonsense and that. What alternatives do we have? What choices do we have? Some little sign carved up on a mountain rock that said human beings existed here once. And that's it? Some bleached bone sticking out of a hot desert? That's it? That's where we're headed. Don't you think so? Denial, 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 denial. It's okay to have a little denial once in a while. You know, when you, when you have undercooked your pasta, I said, no, it's, it's okay, fine, you know, you overcooked your rice, I meant it that way, <laughs> um, but this, this is denial way too extreme, too extreme. I'm trying, and that's all I can do. Firstly, can we just suggest that if your toilet's getting so blocked that it needs bombs, that perhaps you're eating the wrong candy? <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, well, no, I, it's not my toilet. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's this world's toilet is getting uh, blocked. They could definitely use something. Um, but, but, you know, you can't multi-purpose those things. It's like, like a heat-seeking device. The heat-seeking missiles can't be converted to, you know, whatever-seeking missiles looking for a clogged toilet. It's like, stand back, here it comes. <laughs> It's just, it's just, these things, these things are destined for destruction, destruction. And they don't care who they kill. And do you know who will suffer the most from the wars in this world? It will be innocent people. So next time, think, are you innocent or are you guilty? Because if you're innocent, one day, this could turn on you. It's not necessary. It's not necessary. You don't have... People say, oh yeah, you have to have a dark night to appreciate the day. Really? I mean, really? Is that how it works? Do you really eat some disposed of thing on the road to appreciate your dinner? <laughs> I mean, really? Strange logic. It's not logical. You know, you don't. You can appreciate. The, the, the machine that is in you that appreciate these things does not need, you know, you know, it's not like I have to slap you before I'll appreciate your kiss from you, you know, or something like that. It's like, no. So. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. You know, let me kill you so you'll appreciate life. <laughs> It just doesn't work like that. Yeah. It's probably pertinent not to draw too much on the negatives. I mean, we, we do live in an amazing world and good things do happen all the time as well. I mean, what, what have been some of your highlights of this year, 2017, so far? It's not over yet. That's the highlight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you, you look at... You've got to have the sense of humor and you have to believe and trust in the humanity of human beings. Of 50 years that I've been doing this and the whole world that I have seen or the world that I have seen, I have to say that when I see human beings, rich, poor, educated, uneducated, I see that principle of a lit candle lighting an unlit candle very much alive. So I am not coming from a pessimistic view by any stretch of the imagination. I am actually doing it because I am very optimistic, extremely optimistic. I think, I think we can make a better world, not only for ourselves, because if it's a good world for us, it'll also be a good world for our next generation and next generation and next generation.
And there's absolutely no reason why not because most of the people understand what I'm talking about. There may be a few who go, no, but most of the people do understand what I'm talking about and want that. They want a better world for themselves now and they want a better future for themselves. And this can be done. This can be done. I am really sorry to have to cut you short. I can't speak for anyone else, but I could listen to you talking all night. But sadly, that is all we have time for. So, <laughs> I know, I know, I'm exactly the same, you know, I can just sit here, we'll just lock the doors, we'll have a lock-in, we're very good at those in Northern Ireland. <laughs> but sadly, that is all we have time for, so um, unfortunately, um, everyone, if you could just show some more love one more time for Mr. Prem Rawat. <laughs>